0: To mini episode 196 of Real Life Ghost Stories, and I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 3rd of September 2022. And story number one comes from Hang Voon. This happened after the Indonesian tsunami in 2004. A local family found a mystery man knocking at their home in the middle of the night, asking for help. The man was wearing a red football shirt and seemed disoriented, wet, and covered with mud. The kind family invited him in. At the same time, they called the police for help. When the police arrived, the man was nowhere to be found. All that was left behind was traces of mud. Some time passed, and a local farmer accidentally discovered a male body not far away from the family home. Local police tried to identify the corpse in order to locate his family, but the body had already decayed to the point of being unrecognisable. By this point... The police had given up hope, but one senior officer remembered the report of a nearby family who had been visited by a male unknown visitor. As his only lead, he tracked down the family and asked them for help. The family agreed to help identify the body, but there was not much they could offer to help until they saw his belongings, the t shirt that he had been wearing. They identified the clothing, so they did their best to give a sketch to the police days go by and months turn into years around 2012 with the help of a local ngo and some blind luck they managed to identify the john doe the sad part is that he was a husband and a father of two sons unfortunately his wife and his sons were also victims of the tsunami and died around the same time as him his wife and one of his son's bodies was found and recovered but one of his son's bodies was still missing and presumed dead. Sometime later, they relocated his remains and buried him with his family, hoping to unite them in the afterlife. In 2018, the senior police officer and his family were on their way to their vacation, and suddenly he received an emergency call from his station that reported that someone had broken into his house. Having no choice, the senior police officer with his family had to rush back to inspect the situation, when they arrived at their house, their front door was wide open. Inside their house, floors were covered with mud. The house itself stank. It smelled like rotten bodies. But none of the items had been stolen. The strange thing was, his police station had never called. They had never reported to break in to the senior police officer. And they had not received any report of a break in either. The oddest thing was that the mud was still wet and moist, just like whoever had made the mess disappeared right at the moment they arrived back home. The family couldn't carry on their vacation plan, as they had no option but to stay and clean up their home, a job that would take them at least a day. That same afternoon, central Sulawesi was hit with a tsunami that caused thousands of deaths, with many missing and injured. Suddenly, the police officer became aware that his family were not pranked, but saved. Otherwise, they would have been at Central Sulawesi right at that moment, at the beach house they were supposed to check into. Days later, the senior police officer took his family to visit the gravestone to show his gratitude. After doing so, he and his family left the cemetery. Before he got into the car, he looked back and he saw a blurry image in the cemetery. A man, a woman and two children in the distance, smiling and waving at him. Although he couldn't quite catch their appearance, he could see that the man was wearing a red football shirt. It brought a moment of peace, knowing that in the afterlife the family had been reunited. So this story was sent in in response to the Japanese tsunami episode that I did. Well, specifically the Japanese tsunami um, TikTok that I did, which went viral at the time but then was subsequently picked up recently by one of those um, video news outlet things and they reposted the video and uh, people had been responding to it again like they did the first time and so many stories like this come out after disasters happen and you know a part of it I'm sure is local legend, a part of it I'm sure is folklore, a part of it I'm sure is how people survive you know, emotionally and spiritually when these things happen. Like so many lives were lost. So many lives were lost in an instant and tragically and horrifically and lives cut short. And I guess people need to know that families are reunited in the afterlife. So a part of these stories and the existence of these stories is to give people hope that in the afterlife, the victims who lost their lives found happiness. And I guess the thing to take away from this is that in some way, ghost stories are really important because they bring people comfort. Particularly in times of great tragedy where you can't really make sense of what's happened and it all seems really out of control and chaotic that sometimes people turn to things like ghost stories to make it seem slightly less horrendous. And stray number two comes from Patty. I just listened to the bonus episode regarding the most haunted city on earth yesterday and I felt compelled to let you know that Savannah, Georgia is definitely haunted, but I suspect it would be tied with New Orleans, Louisiana for the most haunted city in this country. Having been born and raised in the southeastern United States, I can testify that this area in general seems to have more than its share of haunts. I suspect it's because of the many conflicts fought from settler Native American battles to the Revolution to the Civil War. As well, the bulk of the settlers were from Scotland and Ireland, bringing with them their mix of religious beliefs and superstitions. My granny was born in 1908 and used to tell of riding in a Model T one evening with my granddaddy and seeing what appeared to be a woman squatting in the side ditch. Keep in mind that the Model T Ford was an open-sided car. The woman looked to be wearing mourning clothes and had a black veil over her head and face. My granny said that she and Granddaddy both saw the woman very clearly. They did not stop but kept driving down the dirt road. Just as they were rounding a curve in the road about a mile further down, there was the same woman squatting in the side ditch. At this point, my Granddaddy stopped the Model T and said, Sally, I'm going to find out who that is. To which my granny replied, Rudolph, if you get out of this car, I'm leaving you. He ended up driving on. I never knew my granny to be psychic or particularly superstitious or exaggerative, and this is the only creepy incident I've ever heard her relate. Although this event happened in the early years of their marriage, in the early 1930s, she seemed to recall it like it was yesterday, even in her later years. My family and I live just down the road from where this took place and often as I'm driving home at night I'm thankful to be in an enclosed vehicle with the doors locked rather than a buggy topped open-sided one like the Model T. Both Savannah Georgia and New Orleans are on my two visit lists in America which I keep telling you guys is getting bigger and bigger and bigger I'm just gonna have to move to America at this point in order to see everything just never work just move to America and travel around every state and see all the haunted bits and pieces that you guys have right I don't want to be dramatic but that is very banshee sounding I've seen lots of stories about banshees where people see her on the roadside and then they see her again the same woman like a mile down the road doing the same thing she doesn't necessarily just scream all the time. I mean, she does her fair share of screaming. But she doesn't just scream all the time. And I do appreciate your your granny going, if you get out of this car, I am leaving you. The end. The And I would be the same. I'd be like, absolutely not. We saw her once. Yeah, fine. But seeing the same woman twice doing the same thing at different, on different stretches of the road? Absolutely not. Don't get out of the car. Sinead, Hannah, and I were driving home from a ghost stories storytelling event recently in the middle of the night and we came across what genuinely looked suspiciously like a body in the middle of the road and we were like do we stop do we slow down what do we do and we were like no absolutely not no way and then the car behind us very clearly slowed down with the intention of stopping and then very quickly decided it was a bad idea and I know that sounds awful I don't know what it was on the road I you know maybe we should have stopped to, to remove it from the road but I was like two, two women on their own absolutely not I'm not stopping no way no way and story number three comes from Varsha there is a place called Shamsabad in Hyderabad in India this particular uncle works somewhere outside the Shamshabad city and he has to come back to the city to his home after work. The road from the job site to the city is long, and mostly woody and deserted. There are also stories about people being spooked in this road at night time, but this never really phased the uncle. He probably didn't believe in the supernatural. Like any other day, the uncle finished his work, and was on his bike back to the city. It was dark and late, and there wasn't any vehicles on the road. After entering the wooded area and riding for some time, he came across a female figure alone on the side of the road waiting for a lift. People say not to give rides to hitchhikers at night, they can be dangerous. So the uncle passed by this woman. He rode for some more time and then came across the same looking woman again. This time too he didn't stop. Uncle was a little further away from the end of the wooded area when he came across the same looking woman alone again. This time, for some reason, he stopped to give the woman a ride. "'Why are you alone?' "'Where do you want to go?' asked the uncle. The woman was beautiful, probably into her late twenties. She said she couldn't get a ride and was waiting alone for a ride for a long time. She seemed polite. The uncle offered her a ride to the city.' She got on the bike but she didn't seem to be as heavy as he thought she might be. The woman said she would say where to drop her when they reach that place. The uncle being an introvert thought the woman to be the same and didn't think too much of it. They started the ride and didn't talk. The uncle asked twice had they reached her place but she told him to go ahead a little further. She also told him not to look behind at her, whatever sound she makes. This seemed like a strange thing to say but at this point it was very late so he was not in a position to stop the vehicle and ask her to leave. He agreed to her demands and kept on riding the bike. They were almost near the city. There was silence for some time. Then he heard the sound of crackling like grinding some wet but sturdy stuff. The man asked what the sound was but the woman said it was nothing. Nothing. Don't look back. Just keep driving. The crackling continued and the uncle fought the temptation to look behind him. It then struck him that he could look in the mirror on the handle to see behind him and he did. And he lost his shit. The right side of his shirt was soaked and he saw something dripping from the right side of his head. It was blood. The woman seemed to be chewing something... The crackling sound was coming from her mouth which was covered in blood, his blood. The uncle screamed and lost his balance. Both fell from the bike and the uncle lost consciousness. Later on, a pickup truck went by on the same road and they saw the uncle alone on the road a little away from his bike, unconscious and bleeding at the head. He was missing his right ear. The truck driver and his helper took him to the hospital To this day he is amazed about what happened to him and bewildered as to why he didn't feel anything at the time when the woman was eating his ear. Yet this incident did not deter the uncle from travelling alone on the same road at night. He had to work after all. However he had learned his lesson to not give rides to strangers at night on spooky roads and most importantly to wear a helmet. So was it a ghost or a cannibal? One thing is for sure that man wasn't crazy or hallucinating because he is walking around with only one ear. Is this an elaborate moral tale that is simultaneously telling us not to motorcycle without a helmet and also not to pick up hitchhikers especially when they're strange women who keep appearing multiple times on the same road or is it a true story? I'm going to believe it's a true story I want to believe it's a true story I also want to believe that there, there is a man who has one ear and every time people ask him "Whoa, what happened to your ear he's like well well, I tell you a scary story when actually what actually happened to his ear is probably far less interesting than a potentially cannibalistic ghost woman chewing his ear off in the middle of the road isn't it weird we haven't had a serendipity moment in ages and we've had two stories that have very similar themes which is a woman appearing multiple times along the road and look it's clearly it, it was better for uh granny and granddaddy not to stop to pick up that woman because they would have ended up earless seriously three great stories today today's stories have been wonderful thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you to Hongvoon Patty, and Varsha for sending in your stories remember the last story came from September the 3rd 2022 if you would like to send in your story you can do so by emailing it to podcast at gmail.com you can also check out the website ghost stories Podcast.com. and if you are desperate for more content you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free and on that note I shall see you next time